The college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by my bookie sign up over at mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP 50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. Play win get paid over at mybookie.ag. The college experience is also brought to you by odd shark. Head over to oddshark.com to find free picks from their supercomputer and expert writing staff, as well as betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. Follow them on Twitter at oddshark and visit them at www.oddshark.com. Yes. 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 Woo. This is the college experience. My name is Colby Dan, AKA the database and in studio, like always the, the four legged creature, big eared motherfucker. Give it up for mud, major mud, mud, major mud, my dog. Cause Patty C is still on the scene doing work. Look, it's during the day on a Monday. So, Hey, it makes sense. He's doing work. The guy is doing work. So I had to get this out though, man, because it had been had the Thanksgiving week. So we had to cram this in kind of a two week, uh, college basketball, uh, special we are doing. We're going to continue to do this weekly, but it's a lot when you have college football and championship week and blah, 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 blah. But Hey, the bowl season is here for college football. So that means there's a bit of a break and it's the time to tune in fully tune in to college basketball. I was tuned in before, but it's time to fully tune in to college basketball. Uh, we got some big time matchups. I'm going to do the database top 25. Um, but prior to that, I did ask some Twitter questions. I'm sipping on a beautiful Beautiful strawberry Perrier. You know what I I, I realized because I've done two of these solo shows back to back is that I'm not consuming when I do solo. You know what I mean? What am I doing? Well, I guess I'd be a fucking fool to be consuming because it's like 10 a.m. in Los Angeles, California right now. So, hey, but I'm not judging if you are. I am not judging if you are. Hey, dude, can you drink that water any louder, mud? Come on now. Uh... Mud. Stop. Jeez. See what happens when you have a dog? Guy, every time when I'm recording, every time he's messing with me. Um, yeah, but excited, man. We got some big time matchups within the next week, two weeks in college basketball. We got Christmas coming, obviously, and then we hop into conference play, which is always the best. Um, first and foremost, though, let's hit the Twitter polls questions, whatever the hell we put out there. Um, what am I doing? What am I doing? All right. First question is from at welcome to UAB. And I don't believe him because he says asking for a friend. Do you know any amazing coaches that are wanting to coach a mid-level team? And that would look good in green and gold, preferably wanting to coach for under half a half a million a year and an up-tempo offense would be fun too. I'm assuming this is college basketball related because I don't think you want to fire Bill Clark. He's doing an amazing job at UAB in football. Basketball wise, man, UAB had some years back in the two thousands. Remember that? Or like early two thousands. I know they had Mike Davis at one point, but I feel like they had someone prior to Mike Davis that I'm drawing a blank on right now, but they should hire uh, I don't know, make it, make, they, you know what they should do is try to make a run at some of the big name college coaches, you've already seen like Bruce Pearl land again at Auburn and, and Samson land at uh, Houston. I would try to think of somebody that is, uh, you know, perhaps been off, been off for a year or two, you know, or just got fired by the NBA hint, hint Fred Hoiberg. But I do think there'll be Hoiberg's going to have a lot of coaches going after him. So there are a lot of uh, teams going after him. Um, but to answer your question, no, I don't personally know anyone. <laughs> I will bring me down to Birmingham. Give me enough money. I'll come down there. All right. Do they mind alcohol? Can I consume? 
All right. I want to be like uh, the Iowa State coach back in the 90s. I want photos of me with UAB blazer women drinking shots and having good times. All right. Um, I would like to see UAB come back, though. They've been kind of they've been kind of trash lately. Um, where is this? Where is it? What else? So am I going to break down the bowl games? I got a question off topic from pinballs 45. Yes, I am going to break down the bowl games. All of them, each and every bowl game and army and Navy for college football, but that's coming right now. This is dedicated to college basketball. Um, all right. At pickle Rick's picks Providence, Boston college tomorrow. Who you got? I don't have a line on that right now. Kind of hard to really handicap that game without a line. I can tell you though, I've been loving the way Boston College has been playing as the season has pro- progressed. Um, Providence is good too. Cooley's a good coach. You know what I mean? I, I it it'll be interesting to see what the line is at. Off the top of my head right now, I like the potential of BC being a dog. It's not going to be much of a dog, though, if they are. They might even be favored. But give me BC. Give me BC at the moment to win that game. Um, Where is this? I hope that answers. That's the hardest part about college basketball, guys, is the lines don't come out until, like, some of them literally, like, hours, like, like three or four hours before the game. All right. Uh, next up, at J underscore trick underscore Debs. Uh, is Fred Hoiberg headed back to college? And if so, where? Yes, I do think he's going to head back to college because I think he, it, you know, I always thought that was a bad fit when he went to the NBA. But hey, they paid him a lot of money. I maybe I would do the same. You know what I mean? But I just think he's a bet. He's better equipped to coach college basketball. Obviously, I don't think Iowa State or Iowa is going to have a job opening. Maybe, maybe Northern Iowa. But I mean, uh, I don't even think he'll do that. I think. Keep an eye on, I know I just mentioned UAB, but keep an eye on UCLA. I've always thought Steve Alford is a very overrated head coach. Um, and I would not be surprised if they pull the plug on him after this year if they fail, you know, if they don't really come up. Uh, so keep an eye on UCLA. What other ones off the top of my head to keep an eye on? Um, really the the one the first one that jumps into my mind I'm sure there's some some bad teams in the out there that are gonna pull the plug on some coaches uh let's just I don't know Rutgers maybe off the top of my head but I don't think you'd want to go to Rutgers I'm telling you I'm telling you watch the UCLA job watch where the hell is this I'm unprepared here with this app I'm running an iPad here yeah, what, why did the iPads change all the apps from where your phone is? So I'm used to certain apps being on certain pages, and they're not there, damn it. Um, but I would say keep an eye there. Keep, keep an eye at UCLA. That's off the top of my head. That would be my first guess. I'm sure there's some other schools that could really uh, use his services. Like I said, UAB, but that's conference USA. I think he's going to go to a big school. Somebody will be getting fired. I'm just drawing a blank right now besides... Okay, you got all these new coaches at schools. Tom Crean's at Georgia. They're not going to fire him. They're kind of struggling. Um, how about let's just let's just scroll through the major conferences right now. Um, in the American, who could be fired? I mean, maybe SMU. I'll go SMU maybe, but I, I, I don't know that. I mean, I think they might give their guy another year. Who else could fire their head coach? George Mason? Does George Mason make a play? I don't know that they got the money. I think Hoiberg's a bigger name. Um, let's go to the ACC. Wow. How did I forget this one? Danny Manning at Wake Forest. I could totally, he might not even make it throughout the year. Wake Forest has lost to Richmond by 10 two days ago. And also they lost at home to Houston Baptist. And they lost to St. Joe's by 20 points this year. That's uh, that's not good for business right there. 
Definitely keep an eye on Danny Manning being gone at Wake Forest. Um, I thought potentially Rutgers. Rutgers is still five and two right now, so I can't even go ahead and say that. Um, Big Twelve because he played in the Big Twelve. I don't know, man. I I, I really would just say those schools. Big Twelve kind of. I think they'll they'll be fine with their coaching. Yeah, I'll say right now that let's just go with those those ones right there. That, I'm taking too long on this question anyway. Um, let's get back to the questions. Okay, yada yada yada, yada yada yada. A bunch of football talk. All right, at one a bet. Will Illinois ever be good? Yes. It's just gonna take time. I was a fan of the higher. I I really do think the hire of uh of Brad Underwood was a good hire. Just got it takes time. They they looked good periodically this year. Certain halves, you know, they they played. I think they played Gonzaga tough. Um, but he's in year two. I'd say I'd say don't hit the panic button. Give him another year, just to be like. He's he's not going to win the Big Ten next year, but I'm saying, give you got to give him two years probably, but. Next year will really tell a lot more, but yes, they are struggling. I lost on them last night. I locked them up at Nebraska, and they did not cover those pieces of no good shite. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good hire. I mean, he he did good, good things at Oklahoma State and Stephen F. Austin prior to that. So I am a fan of the hire. All right, next up, uh, at Landon Renard. How do you see the Big Ten shaking out? Top five teams, who makes the tournament, what seeds, etc. Well, I can tell you, seeding right now would be extremely hard to do because we don't know. Right now, the whole conference looks pretty darn good with the exception of Illinois. I think every team has a winning record except Illinois. How do I see it shaking out, though? I think right now Michigan has uh, established itself. Michigan and probably Wisconsin, I would say, is the two best. Oh, I mean... I guess you can't leave out Izzo. They're six and two right now, but I'm sure they're going to get better as the season prolongs. So I would say the three best teams are Michigan, Wisconsin, and Michigan State. Uh, but don't sleep on Nebraska. Nebraska's blowing teams out this year, man. Um, I've been really impressed with Nebraska. They almost made the tournament last year. They were a bubble team last year, so I really like what's going on in Lincoln. Ohio State was projected to be much worse than they are. I mean, Ohio State. They're seven and one. I think their only loss was to Syracuse, and that was a close game about a, a about a week ago. What they I mean that they, they beat Creighton at Creighton. They beat Cincinnati at Cincinnati. And they just handled Minnesota last night by 20 points. And Minnesota's pretty decent. I was pretty high on Minnesota. Iowa has been playing a lot better. Indiana's even playing better than they have previously. And even Maryland's kind of surprised them. This is a deep conference. It's a very deep conference this year when it comes to college basketball. I'm excited to see as the season prolongs, but I would say, okay, my top five teams, I think it's going to come down to Michigan, Michigan State, and Wisconsin. Those are the three. My fourth team is going to be Nebraska. I think Nebraska is looking really good so far. Ah, And my fifth team, I'll just go with uh, me. Me Indiana. I think Indiana. I mean, Ohio State's looking pretty damn good too. I, I, it's thing is, I mean, there's a bunch of a uh, bunch of pretty good teams there. I mean, uh, you could really say, I mean, because Purdue's right now twelfth in the Big Ten. Well, they're. I mean, we're only one conference game in. They do that like early conference matchups for a couple games, and then they go back to add a conference schedule. Uh, yeah, I'll say that. Now, uh, who makes the tournament? I think this year a lot of teams could be coming out of the Big Ten. I would say they could get a solid seven to eight teams into the tournament. Maybe even, maybe even another. Really depends on how the ACC shakes out. The ACC is deep. The SEC is deep. The Big Ten is deep. I think even the big 12 is fairly deep, but I do think they're the weaker of the four. I just mentioned pac 12 is also weaker. 
top three conferences, definitely ACC, Big Ten, and SEC. I think. Um, what's the seating though, dude? I can't answer. I can't really answer the seating right now because we don't know anything. I mean, sure, I could guess, but I mean, injuries could happen. Uh, you know what I mean? Let's say Michigan State. You know, their top player gets injured, and and next thing you know, uh. He's out for two months. Well, all of a sudden they go from what's looking like they're going to be a uh, three or four seed to now all of a sudden they're a nine or 10 seed or eight or nine seed because they lose a bunch of games. I don't know. I mean, it could really shake out a lot different. I think that is kind of a really challenging question to ask this early in the season. Um, But yeah. Okay. Next question is from uh, our guy, in-house guy. At NBA Zach B, follow this guy. He posts NBA picks daily on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I highly recommend it. And and uh, Zach says, top coaches aside from the obvious guys, who are the top coaches for the Danta Basin College Basketball? Man, besides for the obvious guys, I'll, okay, I'll go off the radar. Some some small school coaches that I I kind of follow closely a little, you know, I will say, uh, let's go. I mean, off the top of my head, Dan Muller, Illinois state, Illinois state's always decent. Um, this year, I still think they're going to be a player in the Missouri Valley. I think there's something like six and three right now, but they're going to, he's a good basketball coach. They got that. I think Duhan as assistant coach, but he, uh, they tend to always be there at the end last year. I think they lost to uh Loyola Chicago. Obviously. I mean, Porter Moser, good coach. Obviously he went to the final four last year. They're struggling a bit this year. Loyola is with, uh, they lost two players, but that you would think they would be, they were pretty loaded for coming back, but those two players were their top two defensive players on their team. So I think they're really struggling on the defensive side of the ball. They got some things to figure out as the season goes on because they're kind of struggling right now. But I would say first off, Dan Muller, Illinois state with some other coaches. I'm high on Travis Ford, St. Louis, Travis Ford might've struggled at Oklahoma state, but prior to that at UMass, I thought he did a great job and he's got the Billikens in St. Louis playing ball. I, I personally think they are a team to watch out for. I've been, I've been hitting on them pretty well. Gambling wise, the St. Louis Billikens follow them. I do think they could really win that conference kind of down so far this year, but as conference play heats up, I still think the Atlantic 10 solid basketball conference, it'll come down to probably what VCU Davidson, St. Louis, even Duquesne's playing good ball. Uh, but I would just follow uh, St. Louis and see when they're dogs and stuff. I think St. Louis is a very underrated basketball team. Um, who else? <laughs> Mid-major. Actually, speaking of the Atlantic 10, Davidson. What's his name? Bob, uh, what is it? McKillop? McCollop? McKillop at Davidson. That guy's been there for a while. They always overachieved to me. You saw last year. They had to win the tournament to get into the tournament. They did that. And they're just a team that's always well-coached. So I always like Davidson. Always think that's a uh, pretty pretty good bet. They're always just a good team. Even last year, like if they had not got in the tournament, they were a tough out. Um, who else? I like what Hofstra's doing in the CAA, even though I think they're right now they're still, they've lost three games, I think, but they're close. They lost to Maryland by like 11 at Maryland, but that game was actually a little bit closer than the score indicates. They lost at Marshall by like four and Marshall's good. They got the Antonis brother as head coach. You saw them in the tournament last year. And then they lost at VCU by two. So tough road games. Once again, much like college football, you do learn a lot about these schools on the road. And uh, even though Hofstra's lost three on the road, they've actually played really good basketball considering the environments they were in. I tend to follow those trends when conference play starts. I think they could be a I think they could win the CAA. I know that everyone favors uh, Charleston and Charleston's a good team, but keep an eye on Hofstra. I like what that coach is doing. How about, uh, well, I mean, the obvious, I mean, Furman's undefeated and they're in my, database top 25 and I'll get to them. But how about uh Wofford? Wofford's always good, man. They what's their coach in it? His name's uh Mike Young. Mike Young. That guy's been at Wofford for like 30 years. He was an assistant 
Um, and then he became a head coach in like the early 2000s. They're always a tough out. Always a tough out. They beat North Carolina last year in Chapel Hill. I like that coach. I think he's a great coach, but that conference is good. The South, uh, the Southern Conference, not the Southland, Southern, with East, East Tennessee State and, and uh, uh, Wofford and UNC Greensboro and stuff. That's a good, that's actually a really underrated conference. They're like four or five deep on, on good teams. Furman. Um, but yes, those would be some of the ones that I, I tend, tend to dig when I'm getting, when I'm, you know, picking the spreads, I kind of always pay attention to those coaches. They always kind of overachieve to me. Um, what else we got? What else do we got? From at Keerly Pa 22. How much weight do you give to ATS records when evaluating NCAA men's matchups, i.e. Team A, 80% cover versus Team B, 20% cover? Is that an, almost an automatic pick for Team A? I don't look at it. I You know, maybe I'm the, the wrong guy here because I know even with Sean and Ryan when we do the college football or college... Uh, or even NFL or something. I tend to not look at the analytics. I tend to go with my gut feeling on, I mean, there's, there's times where I look at the analytics, but I'll say like, mostly I watch a ton of basketball. I watch a ton of football. I know uh, there are trends that I pay attention to, but I don't like real. I mean, to me, road wins. You don't even have to look at, against the spread, really. I, I like to see how they play on the road. But yeah, I mean, that, that that's always going to be telling. I'm not going to say disregard the information, but it can be misleading at times. Um, so to answer your question, no, I don't really look at it like that. I mean, maybe if I truly know nothing about both teams, if I haven't really watched them, and you know, in college basketball, there's so many teams. Sometimes I can come to a game where I'm like, I don't know much about these teams. But I have had the luxury of gambling on these teams throughout the season. So I do notice little trends like that. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. Um, but let me tell you that the college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by my bookie sign up over at mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP 50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. They got something they do over there. Major mud. All right. I'm going to tell you about it. Mud. They play, they win, they get paid over at mybookie.ag. All right? Um, what else do I got here? What else do I got here? La, 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 la. I'm getting, I still get a lot of football tweets, so it's, it's, I, I got to differentiate. I think, I think that might be, is that all the college basketball? Is that all the college basketball? I think it is. I think it is. I'm just going to call it. I'm going to go into my top 25. Yes. Um, all right. And with that said, my 25th team in the database college basketball top 25 is the Maryland Terrapins. I know they're supposed to take kind of a step back. They lost some players to the pros. However, they're playing good ball. I think they've only lost one game. And their next few games, they, they actually get really tested. I think tomorrow, is it? Like at Purdue. We're going to learn a lot more about them. They're 7-1 and one right now, though. They're coming off a 13-point win against Penn State. Penn State's a solid team. By the way, I locked that up, I believe. Um... And their only loss is a five-point loss to Virginia. That's pretty fucking good. You know what I mean? I know it was at home against Virginia, but uh, they're playing much, be much better than I thought they would be. But their next, they'll be tested. Look, their next game is at Purdue, and then they're home to Loyola Chicago. If Loyola Chicago is, they still have talent. They got to get it together at some point. But those are two telling games, and then they're home versus Loyola, Maryland. Maryland does the unthinkable and, and schedules back-to-back -back Loyola. They go Loyola, Chicago at home and then home to Loyola, Maryland. If they're, if they would only schedule Loyola Marymount for the next game after that, they could do the trifecta of Loyola's 
But no, they're not. And you probably hate me for even talking about this. Um, no, but the Terps are good. Um, and they're, they're actually exceeding expectations, in my opinion. Um, what else do we got here? Let's go with uh, number 24. I just talked about this team. Travis Ford. St. Louis Billikens. I kind of dig how they're at they're at St. Louis. You know what I mean? Kind of dig it. Kind of dig it. Um, I mean, I think Travis Ford's a good coach. I actually think he kind of got the role. I mean, I know Oklahoma State was underperforming, but I think he's a good basketball coach. He was good at uh, he was good at at UMass. He's good. He's proving it now at St. Louis. You know what I mean? Like St. Louis was fucking terrible when he took over. So, and then St. Louis, by the way, they're, they're going to find out a lot more about them as I mean, they're right now they're six and one. And I believe they're one. They just beat Butler the other day. Their one loss was to, uh, like an, uh, it was to Pitt by th- like three or four points. No, two points. I think two points against Pitt who, by the way, look, look at that job. Capel's doing at Pitt. Talk about a heck of a job so far. They were awful last year and they are coming around. Um, you're going to find out a lot more about St. Louis. They play at Southern Illinois, one of the better teams in the Missouri Valley conference. I know that they're, they've been struggling a little bit too, but I still think when it's all said and done in the Missouri Valley, which is a fantastic basketball conference, you're going to see Southern Illinois, Illinois state Loyola is probably going to get it together. I know right now Drake and Indiana state are looking good, but don't sleep on uh don't sleep on Southern Illinois. That's a tough game at Southern Illinois, Southern Illinois. Then they're home to Oregon state. who's like six or seven and one right now. And then they're at Houston. Their next three games, you're going to find out a lot because Houston is legit. They even get at Florida state right before Christmas. So, uh, you're going to find out a lot more about this Billiken team, but I think they're pretty legit and, uh, keep an eye on them. I'm telling you could be a solid play to bet on. Um, what else do we got here? Number 23 for me is the NC state Wolfpack. NC state was blowing out teams. They've been blowing out a lot of teams this year. They're seven and one. Their one lone loss is at Wisconsin. One was by four points. Look at some of these scores this year. I'm going to just read you some of these scores. All right. Now, some of these are shit opponents, but I'm saying 105 to 55. It's a 50 point win against Mount St. Mary's. Yes, they're awful. Then they get Maryland Eastern Shore. They won 95 to 49. That's what? A 46-point win? Then they get UNC Asheville. They're not very good either. They get a 51-point win. Then they get Maine, and they, they only win by 19. Damn. Then they get <laughs> then they get St. Peter's, who's not very good as well, but they win by 28. Right? And then Mercer. Mercer plays them tough. They only win by four. But then at Wisconsin, they lose by four. And then home, or then at Vandy, who's decent, they win by 15. NC State's pretty much blown out everybody on their team or on their schedule, with the exception to Mercer and obviously the loss to Wisconsin. But that Mercer one, Mercer is a solid team. I mean, I think the, Mercer's not as bad as people think. So I got the Wolfpack coming in at number 23, their next couple of games. I mean, they get Western Carolina next, who's garbage. Although Western Carolina almost pulled up an ups, pulled off a huge upset the other night, but they're overall a shitty team. Uh, they play at Penn State. Penn State's decent. And then they're home to Auburn. That's a gigantic game for the Wolfpack, and that would be huge to have on their resume. But also, I think they need to get that Penn State win too, you know, before ACC play starts because it's hard to grab wins in the ACC. You know? At number... I, I, you know, I was listening back to the, to the podcast. I say you know way too much. You know? You know? If I felt like that, I feel like I'm Joe Pesci in uh in Lethal Weapon. You know? Hey, hey, you know? Huh? Uh-huh. You know? You know? You know? Gosh. I'm trying to fucking work on that. Trying to fuck in work on that. All right, at number 22, I got the Temple Owls. Speaking of Joe Pesci. Who? Who? Temple Owls playing ball. I don't know if you've had a chance to catch up on the Temple Owls yet, but that's a Philadelphia school. Our boy, our in-house guy, Sean Green. I wonder if he's repping the Temple Owls. I wonder if he even knows 
They just came off a, a big win against St. Joe's battle of Philadelphia. They come through with it. They got a cup. They got an, I got another battle of Philadelphia coming up and they play at Villanova in a couple days. Uh, but look, this team is, is seven and one with their lone loss being a close loss at VCU, which at VCU is a tough place. That's a tough place to win. Let's be honest. Um, they already beat LaSalle, another Philadelphia team, even though LaSalle is absolute dog shit this year. They beat Georgia, Tom Crean. They, they beat Cal by, by, by 18 or 17. They beat Missouri at Missouri. They went on the road, took care of business there. They get, they won at St. Joe's. So they're, they're, they got some good wins. Now it comes at Villanova and then they're home to UMass, which is actually, they're decent. And then at Davidson, I mean, you're going to find these are huge games here. These are some, and then at Drexel and Drexel is not that bad. Another battle of Philly. Um, but I got the owls at 22 at coming in at number 21 is the Florida state Seminoles Seminoles, man. Okay. They're seven and one. And their one loss is to Villanova, the reigning national champion by six points, six points. That's not bad. I know, I know Nova's replacing a ton, but still it is not that bad of a loss. And when you look at uh, the overall grand scheme of things here, they have some quality wins. They destroyed Florida by 21 to open the season. And they went on the road, took care of Tulane by 11, took care of our, our, U, our UAB Blazers at Welcome to UAB, took care of them by 18, took care of LSU, three-point win against LSU. That's a fucking nice win. And they beat Purdue by one. I mean, those are good wins. Now, coming up, they get they get Troy to, to, tonight. Uh, Troy from the Sun Belt. I don't think that's a, much of a game. But then they also get their home to UConn in a, in a few days. That's a big one. That's a big one there. And then they, they get Southeastern Missouri after that. They should, they should be at least two and one or three and zero oh after this next slate of uh, games. So give it up for the Seminoles at number 21 at number 20. Talked about this team briefly earlier. This team. Hey, they were a bubble team last year and I think they're angry about it. And I'm talking about the Cornhuskers of Nebraska. Look at this team so far. Seven and one. Their only loss was at Texas Tech, where they did actually get they did get the shit pushed in a little bit. 18 point loss at Texas Tech. But Texas Tech is a battle tested, proven team. This team, Nebraska, playing some good ball, though. Playing some good ball. They blew out some teams early. Shit, they got a they have a win against now granted it's Mississippi Valley State, but they won by 69 points. I don't care who you're playing. That's impressive. They followed up a, a game with that uh, against Southeast Louisiana, and they, they won by, what, 52 points. I mean, this team was blowing teams out, and they followed uh, up that game with a 23-point win and then a uh, 22 23-point wins, back-to-back 23-point wins, and then they lost at Texas Tech. Then they they got back on it and beat uh, Western Illinois by twenty by twenty four, and then at Clemson, that's a that's a nice win to have on the belt. Two point win at Clemson, but hey, that's a great win. And then uh, last night they took care of business against Illinois with a fifteen point win. Coming up on the schedule, though, they are certainly going to be tested. They are at Minnesota in a big game, home versus Creighton, and at Oklahoma State. And then after that, they even play a decent. Decent Cal State Fullerton team. They're going to be tested. We're going to find out much more about these Cornhuskers to see if they're actually as legit as I believe they are. But right now, based on resume, I have them at number 20 in the nation. At number 19, I got the Kansas State Wildcats. Staying with the, uh, I mean, I guess Nebraska is not in the Big 12 anymore, but they used to be rivals. All right, the Wildcats, 6-1. and one. Coming off a 12-point loss to Marquette, though. Marquette's a good team, though. And that game was at Marquette. Uh, I, I, I guess a lot of this has to do with potential. They got some wins, though. They, they beat Penn by, like, 18. Penn's maybe the best team in the uh, in the Ivy League. They they also beat Missouri by, by 15. Uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about the Wildcats, though. Uh, 
They play at Tulsa and they're home to Georgia State and home to Southern Miss before they play uh, Vanderbilt. And then they get George Mason to go into conference play. But I, I, you know, watch that Georgia State game. You talk, want to talk about how they could have a bad loss, even at Tulsa. Um, but I got them. A lot of that is based on I know their roster. Their roster is good. Now, I know, look, resume-wise, it's still a decent resume. I mean, they got a big-time win against Missouri. They've beaten Lehigh, who's decent. They blew out Penn. And the rest is kind of dog shit. But um, I'm still looking for that road victory. That's that's the hardest part there is they, they don't really have a nice road victory at this point. And obviously losing the Marquette by, by 12 isn't that great. But, hey, Marquette is a decent school. And, okay, at number... 18. I got the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Ben Howland doing things in the SEC. Mississippi State, uh, they missed the tournament last year, I think, right? I think they barely missed the tournament last year. Coming off a seven point win against Dayton, Mississippi State is uh, six and one as well. Just like uh, actually, all these teams are either undefeated or have one loss because I'm basing it on the resume. They uh, Mississippi State's one loss was to Arizona State by five, even though it was at home. This team's looked good, though. I mean, they went on the road to Dayton, who's, who's an athletic team. I've had the chance to watch Dayton a couple times this year. And also, they beat St. Mary's by four. Two quality wins. They also blew out Long Beach State. Long Beach State's, I don't know, they're average. They got, they got athleticism. That's the one thing you can say about Long Beach State, always. Ah, give me some of that Perry. I'm not used to talking this much. All right. And then at uh, number 17, I got the Iowa Hawkeyes out of the big 10. This team's a talk about a huge surprise team. Like I could have figured Nebraska was going to like be decent this year. I kind of thought Iowa was going to be dog shit. Iowa is coming off to their, their, their six and one. And they just suffered their first loss to uh, Wisconsin by six. And it was at home. But this team's got some nice wins. They beat Pittsburgh. They beat, uh, what's it called? Oregon. They beat UConn. I mean, they didn't just beat UConn. They beat UConn by 19. They beat Oregon by eight. They beat Pitt by one. But hey, those are nice wins this early in the season. Now, they, I will say, Hawkeyes are getting really fucking tested this week and the rest of December, really. For the next three games, I'd say. At Michigan State, home to Iowa State, and home to Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa may be struggling, but they're still a decent team. The mid uh, Missouri Valley mid majors, or I'm sorry, Missouri Valley is a great conference full of mid majors. I can't fucking talk, but I like the Hawkeyes and I like what they're doing thus far this season. At number sixteen, I got the Auburn Tigers. We Tigers, Bruce Pearl. You mean you almost know this program's dirty, right? You almost know it, but they can't prove it. The Auburn Tigers are six and one as well. Just coming off a nice 40 point win against St. Peter's. Hey, give it up to them beating St. Peter's. No, their only loss though was a six point loss to Duke. They beat Arizona. They beat Xavier. They beat Xavier. It's Xavier. Xavier, not Xavier, like Xavier McDaniel. Uh, they also beat Washington. I mean, they got some nice wins. They have some nice wins. They will also be a little bit, uh, kind of an easy schedule for the next couple games. UNC Asheville, then they're uh, home to Dayton. Dayton's decent at UAB, a little in-state rivalry. Then at NC State, that's the big one. That's the big one. Can they handle business against NC State? In in Raleigh. Ah, Give it up for Auburn at number 16. At number 15, going back to the good old Big Ten the Wisconsin badges. Hey, what a great win last night. Six point win on the road at Iowa. Who's proven himself to be a decent team thus far this season. Wisconsin's got some good wins. In fact, they got some really good wins. Their only loss is a seven point loss to UVA. They have a win against NC state, a win at Iowa, a win against Oklahoma, a winning at, a win at Stanford. Wait, was that at Stanford? Is that at Stanford? I think that was in the Bahamas, actually. No, so a win against Stanford, who just took 
Kansas to overtime and also a win at Xavier. So that's a great resume full of wins, but they do have that one blip that is a loss. And that is why they are number 15 in the nation, in the database top 25 at number 14. I got the Kentucky wildcats, Kentucky, man, you know, they're going to be there. They got too much talent. They're seven and one right now. They just beat UNC Greensboro, who's a good team, by 17. That's a nice win. Um, their only loss is to Duke, and that was the start of the season. And the, But they did get destroyed. They lost by what? I think it was like 32 points. But give it up for the Wildcats. They got, But the Wildcats do, do play a tough schedule December. Look at this next set, set of games. At Seton Hall. Home to Utah at UNC and at Louisville. I'd say we're going to know how good this Kentucky team is come, uh, come January. That is a tough, tough schedule. I'm looking forward to that. Um, at number 13, I stay in the sec and Rick Barnes and the Tennessee Vols coming off a big win against Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Uh, Tennessee is really talented. I don't know if you had a chance to watch them. They have some nice wins too against Louisville, Georgia Tech. Uh, they get oh man, but they have they get their only losses at Kansas, which is when you evaluate that they also beat Louisiana Lafayette, who's a very good team in the Sun Belt. Um, they got a they got a they have some tough matchups coming up, mainly a a game in Arizona against Gonzaga. Then they go at Memphis to take on Penny Hardaway and company who, by the way, he's starting to recruit very, very well at Memphis. Uh, I think he's a year or two away, but Memphis is still playing good ball. Then they're home versus Sanford. Who's actually pretty good. And then home versus wake forest, which, you know, they've been playing absolutely awful, but maybe Wake can get up and steal one from the Vols. But I got the Vols at number 13 and at number 12, numero numero well, they, uh, I mean the blue devils seven and one, they have the best loss of any team. They have the best loss of, ever, of any team. And that is their only loss is to Gonzaga. And it was by two friggin' points. They got some nice wins. They got some nice wins. Obviously the Kentucky win is the best is their best win. They also have a great win against Indiana by only uh, 21 points Win against Auburn by six. Winning in San Diego State by twenty six. I mean, they 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 went kind of light in December though. They just blew out Stetson by like sixty points. Then they get they're home to Hartford, home to Yale, home to Princeton. I mean, Yale and Princeton are decent. Yale's actually pretty good. Both are actually pretty good. But they're Ivy League schools. They're not gonna they're not gonna be able to hang with with Duke, right? And then at the end of uh, December December twentieth, they get a game at home against Texas tech. That's, that's a big one, but Hey, they're looking great right now. They're probably going to end up much higher than uh, number 12, but Hey, the other 11 teams I have on here are unbeaten right now. And with that said, my number 11 team in the nation is the St. John's. What is it again? What, what is the St. John's again? Red Storm or something? Didn't it used to be something else? Uh, yeah, the Red Storm. Uh, coming off a three-point win against Georgia Tech, I pushed on that one. Um, St. John's, look, they got some nice wins. They got some decent wins. They they won at Rutgers. They, they beat Cal. They beat VCU. Even though the VCU one should have been a foul call, they probably would have lost the game if the guy could have made a couple free throws because they only beat VCU by one. And they beat Georgia Tech. And they schedule easy as shit for the rest of December. Look at their next games. Mount St. Mary's garbage, Princeton, decent Wagner garbage, St. Francis garbage. Yeah. So this team is going to probably remain in the top 25, but they could be very much so counterfeit at the end of the day. But Chris Mullen, he's winning games right now. I, I cannot hate. All right. Now at number 10, and actually before I dive into my top 10, I'm going to dive into something else. And that's this Perrier followed by a nice, beautiful ad by our people. Ah, strawberry Perrier. Who would have thought, who would have thought it would taste good? Um, 
Let's just get to it. The college experience is brought to you by odd shark head over to oddshark.com to find free picks from their supercomputer and expert writing staff, as well as betting stats and trends that you will not find anywhere else. Follow them on Twitter at odd shark and visit them at www.oddshark.com guys. It's odd shark. I've used this site plenty of times. I highly recommend it. It's just an obvious thing. I hear construction going on in the back of my house right now. It's fucking annoying. Got like an 18 week. I got like a dump truck reversing. I keep hearing the, the beeping. Ah, what's going on? Why is this happening right now? Um, all right. Now it's time for the database top 10. Let's just get to it. At number 10 from the AAC, I got the Houston Cougars and Kelvin Sampson. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, they're a little bit, little bit untested. I guess you could say they've beaten BYU. They're six and oh, though they beat in Oregon. They're going to get tested in December. They're definitely going to get tested in December. Look at their next set of games. Okay. They're home to Lamar. That'll be a win at Oklahoma state. That's a good game home to LSU. That's a good game home to St. Louis. That's a good game home to Utah state. Who's doing good things in the, in the mountain West. That'll be a good game. Then they get Coppin State, and that's a, that. Coppin State's one of the worst teams in all of college basketball, if not the worst. So they will find out more. Now, that, that's a nice set of games, though, with exception to the Coppin State setup. Uh, so look for them in the next week or two. But they're my number ten team, and and I was higher on this team last year, and I think Samson's doing a great job down there in Houston, or as my dad says, Houston. Uh, number nine, staying somewhat. Somewhat out in the on the west, Bobby Hurley and company, the Arizona State Sun Devils from the Pac-12. I think this is, is this the only Pac-12 school I have in the top twenty-five right now. I think so. Although Oregon State and Colorado are not far back with only one loss, but Arizona State is undefeated, and they're coming off a win against Texas Southern. Texas Southern is a weird team, dude. Texas Southern, who does their scheduling? Texas Southern has always has already beaten Baylor and Oregon in their house at Baylor and at Oregon, but they're three and five. Look at this team's schedule so far. I'm sorry, I'm going off the road from AS, ASU so far. I just want to tell you about Texas Southern. All right, Texas Southern started out the season at Baylor, then went at Gonzaga, then went at Iowa State, then played at. Wait, was this at or is this a tournament game? No, it's at. Played at San Diego State. I mean, right from the start, that's four huge games on the road. Oh, then the, you know what they do? They stay on the road at Evansville and they lose from the Missouri Valley. Then at Oregon and they win. They started off the season with six away games and they won two of them against Power Five conferences. Holy shit, man. Give it up for Texas Southern. That is some gangster scheduling, but then get this Texas Southern gets a win. After all that, they get a win against a, a D two school and a much needed win to get their third win. Then they play at Arizona state and they lose by eight or no, sorry. They lose by 12. Wow. This team gives zero fucks. And then guess what their next game is at Georgia, even though Georgia's not that good. It's still just like this fucking team is playing everybody on the road. Give it up for Texas Southern. I think I love you guys. Think I love you guys. Arizona state though. Arizona state's got wins against Cal state Fullerton, although it was an overtime. Uh, they had a game at San Francisco postponed because of the wildfires. I thought that could have been a dangerous game for the sun devils, but they won at Mississippi state. They won against Utah state, both five point wins. They, uh, they took care of business against Omaha. They really haven't been that tested, especially since that away game at San Francisco, San Francisco is good this year. I mean, they're, they're always a, a decent school. They're good this year. Uh, but check out what we got coming for the Arizona state sun devils. They play at Nevada at Georgia at Vanderbilt home to Kansas and home to Princeton. That's their remaining December schedule. Good luck. That's some great scheduling right there. That is going to make me really dude. That's going to make or break your season right there. I mean, not, not all of it. You still got pac 12 play, but 
We're going to learn a lot about the Sun Devils in the month of December. But right now, they're number nine. Give it up for the Arizona State Sun Devils. All right, let me get through this thing. Let me get through this thing. At number eight, I got the Buffalo Bulls. Buffalo coming off a four-point win against that same very San Francisco team I was talking about. Buffalo's undefeated, guys. How about Buffalo? Ten wins in football, and they're undefeated in basketball right now. Give it up for the Bulls. They're even ranked in the bullshit top 25. That athletic, that, that athletic director doing things. Buffalo, though, already won at Southern Illinois, won at West Virginia. Those are big-time wins. Also, also, they took care of uh, San Francisco, so they're building this nice little resume. And Sure, they play St. Bonaventure at St. Bonaventure next. That should be a win. St. Bonaventure is really bad this year. They were a senior-led team last year, so they are. Uh, let's just say they're not going to be dancing come this March. Then they're at, uh, no, then they're home to Southern Illinois in a big game that could help their resume a lot. And then they're at Syracuse, big game. And then they're at Marquette Buffalo though, getting a chance to really, uh, I mean, they already have, have a nice little resume. If they can, if they can say beat Syracuse or Marquette, that's going to look very, very good. Come, uh, you know, selection time. So watch the bulls in the Mac doing things. Doing things at number seven. I'm staying with these small schools. You're going to say, wow, I really have this team in the top 10. How do I have Furman in the top 10? Because they're eight. No. And although they got a very big scare from a pretty bad Western Carolina team, they won an overtime double overtime by two, but they were clearly looking past that. I think you can say, but this team Furman is eight and zero, and they got a road win at Loyola, Chicago, and they also have a road win at Villanova, the reigning champs. That is what I'm talking about. And get this: to end December, they they play a couple of cupcakes next. You know what I mean? They play some bad teams. Like their next three games are bad teams. But then, December 21st, at LSU. And then they get East Tennessee state right as December ends. Those are two gigantic games. They even get UNC Wilmington on December 15th, which Wilmington's about 500 right now, but I think they're better than their record. So those should be three games to watch out for if you're a Furman fan, but Hey, they're number seven right now. I don't give a shit what you say. They won at Nova. They won at Loyola Chicago. Watch out for Furman. They are legit. And I love the Southern conference. Southern conference got some teams, Furman, Walford, Citadel, UNC Greensboro, Samford, East Tennessee State, Mercer. Some good schools in there. The only really shitty school there is Western Carolina, who almost, almost upset. Almost upset Furman. All right. At number six, I got the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Look, they do this full court press. I was high on this team last year. They're undefeated, even though, okay, they beat Memphis. They're coming off a win at Memphis. Good road victory by 11. They were asleep at the wheel for a lot of that game. A lot of that game, they probably should have lost that game, but they turned it on and they ended up getting the W. They also have a nice win against Nebraska by 18 points. Also went on the road to USC and beat them by 15 points. So they have some high caliber victories and we're going to find out a lot about them uh, when they go to, to December 20th, when they go to uh, Durham to take on Duke, they get a couple cupcakes prior to that. Actually, they do get Abilene Christian, who's actually seven and one. But they should be able to handle these uh, three small schools, including Evelyn Christian. Okay, at number five in the nation, I got the Nevada Wolfpack. Eric Musselman doing it and doing it well. Like LL said, eight and oh, eight and oh. And guess what, though? I mean, they just can't, they just come coming off a 12 point win at USC. They went at Loyola and won by 14, two back to back wins. They beat UMass. By 23. They beat Tulsa by 10. They beat BYU by 16. This team's got some nice wins. This team's talented, guys. Watch this team. This team's athletic. This team is talented. Okay, but we're going to learn a little bit more about these guys in December. First off, their next game is a home game against Arizona State. Huge game. Then they stay in Arizona, basically, even though it's in Reno, but I'm saying they stay playing Arizona schools. 
And you get Grand Canyon and Dan Marley as head coach, who's not not that bad of a mid major. Then they're staying in the mid mid major uh, range, and they get Mike Dom in South Dakota State, who's pretty darn good. South Dakota State is seven and two at the moment, and then they're home to Akron, who's actually six and two, and they're they're decent. And then they're at Utah to end out December. Keep an eye on the Wolfpack. This team's really good, guys. This team is really good. All right, at number four, I got the Virginia Cavaliers. Look, I'm just hesitant. They're seven and zero. They're beating everybody. They won at Maryland. They beat Wisconsin. They beat Dayton. They beat Middle Tennessee. They beat Georgia Washington. But we'll see coming up. They get some. They get some little tests coming up. You know what I mean? It's not Morgan State, that's for sure. But they get home versus VCU. They're at South Carolina. Then they get uh, they get Marshall, who's decent. But they should be able to handle all of those. This team will probably be undefeated going into the new year. All right, so give it up to the Cavaliers. Patty C, repping hard for them. At number three, I got the Michigan Wolverines. Look, they're 8-0. They just blew out uh, Purdue by 19. Big in-conference win. How about they blew out Purdue by 19? They blew out Michigan by 17. I mean, Michigan. They blew out North Carolina by 17. Beat Providence by 19. At Providence. They beat... Villanova by almost 30, 27 point win. This team, you could argue they need to be number one. You could really make that argument that they could be number one. I have them at number three, but we'll see. At number two, I got the Kansas Jayhawks. Look, they're another undefeated team. No one's beaten them. They did survive a scare, though. Beat Stanford. Actually, yeah, beat Stanford in overtime. It's still a good win, though. But they've also beaten Tennessee, Marquette, Louisiana Lafayette, even Vermont is good, and Michigan State. That's a great resume. That is a great resume. Hard to, de- to n- deny those. Okay. And and but Kansas, what are, who do they they're coming up? They play a crazy schedule too, I think. They get Wofford, who's decent. New Mexico State, who's decent. Then Villanova. Then San Diego. Oh no, 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 not San Diego, South Dakota. And then they're at Arizona State. That's a tough Scott. That's a tough month of of uh of uh December. So keep an eye on them, but they have a great resume right now. And at number one, yeah, I said it, because they have the best win in all of college basketball right now. I'm gonna stick to what everyone else is saying. I'm gonna go chalk and have the Gonzaga Bulldogs as the number one team. Great win on the road at Creighton, coming from behind, winning by eleven. Um and then they also, you know, they, they beat Duke. They also beat Illinois. They also beat Arizona. They also beat Texas A&M. They got some nice wins. They beat Texas Southern that I mentioned. Uh, but they're gonna, we're going to find out a lot about them in December, too. Next games are home to Washington, uh, at Tennessee, at North Carolina. I mean, that three-game stretch right there. We, here's what's crazy. They're doing this without some of their best players. That's kind of crazy. But Gonzaga is my number one. And that wraps up my database top 25. I'm tired of talking, guys. I'm tired of fucking talking. Uh, please do us a favor. If you can buy some of our merch, we'd appreciate it, guys. I want to make more money, just like you guys want to make more money listening to the podcast to take our picks. We do our picks daily on the sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You can find, uh, if you look in men's college basketball or NCAA men. Or NCAA basketball, you will see the pick section. I also put them on my Twitter at the Colby D. Every day the picks will be posted. Our locks will be there too. We're all over five. We're all batting over five hundred, picking every single game. And also, all three of us are ten games over at least uh, for our locks. And uh, yeah, like I said, buy some merch for us. Christmas time. You got you got some friends at work you work with that, that you think are cool. Buy him, buy him a t-shirt. Buy him a college experience t-shirt, right? <laughs> you got a girl you want to fuck, right? Buy her a college experience sweatshirt. You know what I mean? Maybe that'll warm up her heart. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, guys, if you could, another thing that we would just help that, or hope that you could do for us is if you could leave a positive review on iTunes. If you could just Google Sports Gambling Podcast Network and, 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 and 
it'll show up in on Google or on iTunes if you go to their, their search engine and do the same thing. And if you can leave a positive review uh, for our show, we would really appreciate it because we want more people to listen to this thing and we want to go fucking viral. And it starts with you guys. And us, I guess. But uh, yeah, and thank you guys. But college basketball, fully kicked up. You can follow us on Twitter at SGP Network. You can follow me on Twitter at the Colby D. Let's get to, into some heavy college basketball action now. The football season's pretty much at the end of the road here. Let's get this thing going. Boom, and I'm out.